following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. This is how it feels to fuck on cocaine. It feels great to have, you know, our gimmicks back. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And my tag team partner, he's the analysis of the L-O-C. He's the man that acknowledges Jay Briscoe's the honor in Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling... Come on, Leo. Really? That was a disgusting act. No, that was before. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 No, you got to realize timing, Leo. Sorry. You know what? Just cut the music off. Cut the music off. Cut it. Cut it. Wow. Sorry. Ouch. Sorry. Cut. Put my vines up, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Congratulations. You played yourself. I meant unemployed like a year ago when you, you got to go out of business. The timing. 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 Sorry. Timing. Our double Ryan Rado. <laughs> Ryan, how are you? Jesus Christ, man. Oh, that, yo, yo, yo. Man. What a start to the show. Wow, wow. that was that was terrible, Leo. Terrible over here. Oh. I didn't mean it to go. That... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ryan, how are you, man? Oh, oh man. I'm okay. Uh, oh, God. What a uh, just, yeah. Not... <laughs> Don't want to talk about what we're what we have to talk about here today, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Leo, I'm going to with that comment. I'm going to skip you on how no, you're doing. No, 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 <laughs> don't skip me. Don't skip me. All right, Leo, how are you doing? I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, working hard. Uh, a little. I, I think I think the three of us might be a little bit down because mm-hmm. it's been a shitty fucking week. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're here. We're here because there's a lot of stuff going on and and we need to talk. Yeah. So. Uh, Shout out to everybody that that's tuning in that are listening to the the audio version of the show. It, it has been a terrible week. So like, since the news broke, and we're gonna talk about specifically what news broke. I, I listen, man. I was kind of checked out for. I couldn't even focus on dynamite. I I couldn't focus on anything outside of the of the Jay Briscoe passing. It was really a rough couple of days, man. Um, so I really didn't have necessarily like a format on what I wanted to do today. Normally. You know, just uh, kind of take a peek outside baseball here. I, you know, come up with the list of Mario for those, you know, old school Lucha Outsider show Man, listeners. That, that's that been the gimmick since like day one, the list of Mario. And that's kind of like the notes I have in my file on my phone, the list of Mario. And I kind of just have bullet points of what I want to talk about, kind of have an idea where the show's going to go. And I didn't do none of that. Um, I, I do want to touch on a couple things that, that did happen this week, but specifically... We have to talk about Jay Briscoe and just the unfortunate uh, events that occurred um, this week. But um, I guess I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go around the room. Uh, Leo, what what was your instant thoughts? And I didn't believe it. How did you find out? 
I didn't believe it. I thought it was fake news. Um, I actually, well, my algorithm is wrestling and soccer. So <laughs> you can't get anywhere else out of that. But um, I didn't believe it. And, and it kind of sucks because you, you, you kind of think, okay, like the older generation, but he's younger. You know what I mean? Like he, he's, he's, you know, even though they were around for a long time, he's part of like the newer generation. So like I didn't believe it. And again, like I thought it was fake. You know how sometimes like they come up with like fake shit? Mm-hmm. And and I still like it still doesn't hit, and it sucks because I mean you guys know that's that's one of my like the newer one of my favorite teams. Yeah, one of the well when we me and Leo first met and we were talking about like just wrestling in general, Leo told me that one of his favorite tag teams were the Briscoe. Yeah, I like them mm-hmm. to be outside of the box. But before we do that, uh, you want to do Red Bull time because I kind of see it there. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, trying to help it, you, bro. It, it, everything's everything's <laughs> off, but it's okay. It's okay. Hashtag. It's trouble time. Okay, but uh, I didn't believe it, and and I think and I think that's everybody in 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 the sense didn't believe it either. I saw some uh, some tributes not only on in wrestling but also I think somebody put uh, a couple of pictures up at the Hammerstein Ballroom, um, and and I even went as far and, and we talked about it off the air where I read the police report. Like I actually went there and, and I read w- what was going on and I you know and I wanted to see because you would think okay he's there with with his daughters and and I don't want to go you know because I know you guys also have some stuff that you want to say but I know he was there with his daughters and being a parent like I can't even imagine what what his wife is going through right it, you just lost your husband you have your two daughters that are in critical condition luckily you know there's some reports that are coming out that are saying that that they are doing better. Um, you know, one of the girls didn't have a feeling in her legs and now she's starting to regain it. So like me personally, I'm staying close to this because it hits me as a parent, even outside of wrestling. And I think that's one of the things that we've always done here is make sure that, that, yeah, we enjoy wrestling. We like it. We love it. But we also look at the, at the performer as the person that they are. And I think that's what separates us from everybody else. Cause we're like, Oh my God, what are they going to do with the tag team title? Motherfucker. That's an afterthought. That really doesn't matter what they're gonna do with that. You lost a life, you lost a performer, you lost a person that 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 you would love to have a beer with, that you would love to hang out with, and and I think that's at the end of the day what wrestling is. So, it sucks, man. Uh, Ryan, how did you find out? And and I guess uh, instant thoughts. How are you feeling? Yeah. So, um, what was this Tuesday night? I think it was Tuesday night. Uh, you know, I just got home from the gym. I, was, I got finished eating dinner and showering and all that. And I was just going to go hang out on the couch, play some video games before, you know, just going to bed, you know, just a normal week night. Just a normal know, Ryan night. night <laughs> just you know? a normal Fuck Ryan you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, dude, immediately as I as I turn on uh, my TV, you know, I, I just happen to look at my phone and all of a sudden it's just like, so many different group chats have sent the same exact uh, Tony Khan tweet of, you know, announcing the passing of him. And yeah, I had kind of the same reaction as Leo did. I was like, nah, like this can't be true. Like, no. there's just no way. Like, I no, like how, how, how could this happen? Right. And then, you know, right after that, Dave Meltzer uh, tweets about the accident and stuff like that. And then everything on Twitter just starts blowing up from, you know, condolences and different messages from everybody in the business. And dude, I immediately just like turned off my TV, like, and like any plans I had of like, just, you know, 
playing video games, just relaxing there. Like, dude, that all went out the window. I immediately just had, I literally just like came up to my room and just scrolled social media. And I was just like, damn, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just like feeling some type of way right now. Yep. And of course, you know, we don't know this guy personally, but you feel like you do when you've watched guys like him. One thousand percent. You know, I feel like I grew up watching him, you know, I mean, for, for as long as I've been watching wrestling, you know, I, I was a big Ring of Honor fan back in the day. Um, the Briscoes are one of the best tag teams I've ever seen. I've seen them live a bunch of times um, in amazing matches. And it's just really, really hard to believe that we're never going to see them both together again. Uh, it's just I don't know if it's ever going to feel real, to be honest. Um, but like Leo said, too, like anything like the wrestling stuff and like, oh, we're never going to see, you know, another match and oh, what's what's going on with all the, the tag titles? Like, yeah, like none of that means anything. Mm -hmm. Like right now, the main focus is his family. And um, thank God we got some good news about his daughters because, man, what a just a heartbreaking story. I think I sent it to you, Mario, like right after the news broke Ugh. of him yeah. passing away. Uh, you know, and then there was other details about there was another person involved who also passed. And then there's two people in critical condition. And then Chris Jericho, where like, you know, I just hate tweets like this, especially at times like this. He, he tweeted something like, oh, like, uh, pray for Jay Briscoe. This is a lot worse than you think. It's just like, why? Why the cryptic tweet like that? Why make us like worry? Uh, just wait until more news is released. Like, why, like it's not your place to say something like that. So that kind of annoyed me a little bit. Um, but that tweet alone kind of just, like, it was eye-opening. I was like, oh, boy, like, I have a feeling his family was involved here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I can't imagine what his wife's going through. I Just that poor woman. Um, yeah, just praying for, for peace for the, that whole entire family and just continuing the good news now for his daughters and uh, – Oh, just a just a really really heartbreaking story tragedy situation it's just it's awful yeah yeah uh i found out through a, a group chat that i'm in i was actually about to leave work and um i just see jay briscoe died and i'm like what yeah and i'm like no fucking way and then people in this group chat were like no get out of here and then uh, I saw the the Tony Khan tweet, and I'm like, wow, this is really happening. And mm -hmm. I just sat in my job for, like, a good 10 minutes just trying to, I guess, like, I don't know if I was trying to, like, analyze it or just try to figure it out. But, like, I was just kind of in disbelief, and that's pretty much what I posted, just complete disbelief. And um, kind of like you, man, it was very hard for me to go home and focus on anything else, whether it was TV or just trying to do something. I did, you know, I walked my dog, but besides that, I just kind of was scrolling through. Um, I don't have Twitter, right? But, you know, you could go on your web browser on your phone and, you know, go on Twitter and look up things. You know, you don't need an account to do that. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much what I did for a good couple of hours, just reading some of these uh, tributes that his fellow friends and peers in wrestling we're saying and and like I did it on my post a couple of days later, you know, uh, about the Briscoes and Jay Briscoe, Jay Briscoe specifically, you know, the common thread on everyone's tweet or story or just kind of the vibe from Jay Briscoe is family. He was a, a, yeah. a family man. He was the, 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 a definition of what a man is supposed to be. 
uh, dedicated to his wife and his kids. And, you know, us as wrestling fans, sometimes we get so stupid. <laughs> well, besides that, Leo, Sorry. but we kind of get so like wrapped around on like the visual and the character and like the performer we see on TV or in the ring. But we kind of forget that these people have lives and that they, you know, they ain't necessarily them. You know, what we see on TV, you know, a lot of uh, his peers were saying how he is an intimidating dude, you know, as a performer and like his promos and stuff. But then when you get to know him, you just talk to him. He's just like a really chill, laid back dude. And this guy that looks like the type of guy that you wouldn't want to fuck around with. Right. Or even step to. Right. You're about to find out. This is the same guy that does like the cheerleading stuff with his daughter. And, you know, not for nothing, he's actually pretty good. He was pretty good at it with his daughter, too. So it's just very devastating, man. I, I, I don't know how better way to put it, you know, for me, especially because if you go at Lucha Outsiders on Instagram, I, 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 I it's not even a, a tribute. It's more just a couple of thoughts on how I feel about the Briscoes and Jay Briscoe specifically. But my first wrestling show I ever attended, I was – about 13, 14 years old, and it was in Rexplex, New Jersey. Uh, Rexplex in Elizabeth, New Jersey. That now that place doesn't exist anymore. I think after that it became like a Toys R Us, and then after that it became like some furniture place. But for those that knew about Rexplex, that's where Ring of Honor used to run back in the day, in the early days of Ring of Honor. So just imagine a fourteen-year-old Mario just hyped up to see wrestling. With those locks, with with my hair, yeah, looking I was like say about that hair, Jeez. looking like uh like Tama Tonga Jace, right? Um, <laughs> Mario Tonga. <laughs> I used to, I used to, I was very hype, you know, to see wrestling live. I was mesmerized, and I got to meet so many different wrestlers that day. Uh, the the likes of Raven and um, you know a young AJ Styles, Amazing Red, the Briscoes, the SATs. Which uh, a shout outs to uh, Jose Maximo. He actually just fought, started following us on IG, and we you know we exchanged a couple messages. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I met you at the same show too. And he was like, Oh, that's awesome. And you know, looking at that picture there, me meeting these two dudes. First of all, I'm like, Yo, they're a great tag team. They're cool, but at the same time, they look like twins. And people thought yeah. that in the beginning that they were twins, but in reality, Jay was a year older than Mark. And this is before yeah. they, they had the, the, you know, the final Pokemon evolution, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. This is before they had, you know, their signature look. This mm -hmm. is before the, yep. a lot of the tattoos. Um, and it's crazy, dude. It's crazy because you got to meet them at the start. So yeah. you got to see that evolution. I got to see them just grow into the performers they were. And listen, even back then, they were still good performers, but they were trying to figure things out, right? They were wrestling with these, like, terrible, like, singlets. I remember like a year after this picture was taken, I got to see Jay Briscoe versus Samoa Joe in a cage match for the Ring of Honor World title in Rexplex, New Jersey in a cage match. Man, let me tell you, that match was fucking brutal. There was blood. Um, but even then, you just knew like, hey, the, the, there's something unique about them. And mm -hmm. as the years progressed, like no matter the different, the different talents that showed up in and out of Ring of Honor, right? Every generation of Ring of Honor, even to this new generation of Ring of Honor, right, that people are not necessarily too happy about because it's like, oh, well, it's not really Ring of Honor. Regardless how you feel about this version of Ring of Honor, when you thought of Ring of Honor, 
you always thought of the Briscoes because they yeah. were lifers. They were Ring of Honor lifers. Um, they were there for the highs, the ultimate highs, and they were there for the lows as well. And just as good as they were a tag team, right? Jay Briscoe was also a great singles performer. You know, he had yeah. amazing matches with Adam Cole and Jay Lethal and and Kevin Steen. Like, he was just a one of one of a kind performer, just like the Briscoes. I truly believe there will be there will never be another team like the Briscoes. I truly believe they're one of a kind. Um, it's just rough, bro. It's really really rough. And then also, I think about his family, and I think about he was only thirty eight and. Listen, everyone in this show has been affected by death before, but not that when someone's older or they're dealing with a sickness or anything like that makes it easier. But I feel like at times we kind of look at death. Death sucks no matter what. But when it's someone like older, you're kind of like, this hurts. This sucks. They don't deserve it. But at least they had they got to live a life. Mm-hmm. For Jay Briscoe, he was only 38, bro. He was only three years older than me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and especially when it's like a tragedy like this, too. It's not even something that like and again, it wouldn't have even made it any better, of course. But if it was something like where he was battling illness for a long while and like you could see this coming. But the fact that it just happened out of nowhere, it was it made it even like 10 times worse. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, this is not what you want, bro. This is really not what you want. And. You know, uh, we we didn't really talk about this. You know, during the week, we we just spoke we just spoke to each other the day that all this went down. But you know, the next day is Mark Briscoe's birthday, and I know we're all talking about like his family. But like, imagine Mark now, like, like yeah, like what, how does he I mean, feel about it now? His birthday is always gonna be tied to yeah. like the day before. His brother passed. And I, I know Jay Briscoe's birthday was supposed to be this week. He would have been 39. Yeah. He would have turned 39. But now, Mark, every fucking year, he's going to always have that remind, reminder for his birthday that the day before my brother passed away. It's kind of like, and I'm not trying to com- compare things to, to what they're dealing with, but like for me, right? My birthday is September 22nd, right? My father passed away July 22nd. So my birthday will never be the same. Like every, like even a day like today, today's the 22nd. Like I just feel a certain type of way, you know, because now that number 22, it just hits different for me. And it doesn't matter if it's not the same month, but I'm always going to feel a certain type of way about that, you know, number 22. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, God, it's, it's, it's terrible. It really is. Uh, I can't even imagine what Mark's feeling either. I mean, I know we, we talked about, you know, Jay's family, his wife, his kids, but I mean, Mark too. I mean, again, not that this is a, this should be a thought in anybody's mind or even in his mind. I'm sure he hasn't even thought about it yet, but it's just kind of like, I guess we could just ponder the, the question of like, what's going to happen to him now? Like, is he going to continue wrestling in honor of his brother, you know, to carry right. on the Briscoe right. legacy? Or does he say to himself, Hey, listen, like, I feel like I can't do this without my brother. It doesn't feel right without my brother. I, I think this is it. I think we're going to hang it up. We're going to leave the Briscoes legacy. Um, you know, it's going to always be, you know, it's going to live on forever. You know, we ended it with the FTR trilogy. There's, you know, nothing more that I need to prove without him. Mm-hmm. And maybe he hangs it up. And listen, whatever he decides to do, I obviously am cool with either one, to be honest. I mean, there's really no wrong decision. It's all based on what he feels he wants to do. Um, But it will be interesting to see. And 
man, that first live Ring of Honor show, which I would assume would be Supercard of Honor yep. um, in Los Angeles during WrestleMania weekend. And I'm sure they're going to do a tribute show there. And I'm sure Mark's going to be there. And uh, my goodness, that will be a tearjerker for sure. I don't even know. I, I just don't even know like what to expect. And it's just, uh, yeah, who knows what, what the future holds for him. But um, I do want to get into some not necessarily fantasy booking ideas, but more like in the sense like what does the future hold and what they could do. But um do you have like a specific because like I really, really want to dedicate at least most of this episode on Jay Briscoe and just kind of like relive and just talk about like just him as a performer and any interactions we had with him. But um, what what's your earliest memory of Jay Briscoe? Ooh. So I've been going to Ring of Honor shows now for um, for a long while. My first one was Final Battle 2014. Okay. Um, it was at Terminal, Terminal 5 in New York City. And um, I actually have a T-shirt uh, that I bought from the event. And on the back of it, it's got the whole match card. And I actually meant to find it. Um, it's probably buried somewhere. I have a shit ton of wrestling Oh, shirts, yeah. So Big, merch Big merch guy. Big merch guy. Um. And I forget what I actually should look it up right now. What match he was in? I I I have a feeling he was. I don't know. I don't want to say for sure that he was the world champion, but I have a feeling he was. And I think he faced Adam Cole. But let me let me look this up. And I I think like right in front of my eyes because I remember there was like a what what, what do they call the hardcore ROH matches? I used to call uh, it like ma- match without honor, fight without, without honor. honor. I remember him yep, stating it was Jay Briscoe and Adam Cole in the main event. Yeah, yeah. Fight Without Honor for the ROH World Championship. Yeah, I remember Jay Briscoe Great match. stapling like uh, something. I forget what it was. Man, I think it was something as easy as like a piece of paper mm-hmm. to Adam Cole's head uh, right in front of me because I had like I was standing right by the guardrail. Um, and I was like, holy shit, like, you know, and I didn't really know anything about Ring of Honor at the time. I went with one of my friends who was a big uh, fan of like independent wrestling and stuff like that. Um, but that was when I was really first just like diving into that whole world and that universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my earliest memory of Jay Briscoe. But um, as far as them as a tag team, I can't even remember specifically. But I mean, I've seen them wrestle the Young Bucks so many times. Right. Um, I've, the latter war that they had with, uh, I believe it was them. The Young Bucks and SCU at that last final, ROH yeah. final battle. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that for for like line. for like um, people that that was like peak Ring of Honor, and for many people that yeah. was like the real final battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> was, right, right. Because that was like peak ROH. Because you knew like there's never gonna be another ROH like that at, from that point in time. Because we knew AEW was coming, and yep, you know, like so yeah, many people were for leaving. Me, that was my last like that was really your, enjoyable right. Ring of Honor show because right. you know I, I just I'm, I haven't been into it since. Um, but yeah, that's my earliest memories, and I, I there's problem. I tried to look back at like pictures from old Ring of Honor shows that I have, and like I've just been to so many that I can't even remember exactly like what matches specifically that they were always in, but they were always obviously on the card. And most of the time they were always the ring of honor tag team champs. Um, unfortunately I never got to like meet them and have any interactions with them at meet and greets or anything. I don't know why I just, uh, never, you know, never took the opportunity to, to, you know, to meet them, uh, which, you know, of course you always end up regretting after something like this happens, but you know, so like take those pictures, meet these people you want to meet, even if it's, you know, like you're hesitant on it, like, just pay the money because you know you you should be able to you know meet 
guys who you watch perform and you enjoy uh, because you never know what's what life is going to, you know, what's going to happen in life. So, um, but yeah, I just, uh, so many memories of them. Um, even in GCW last, yeah. last Labor Day weekend, we yep. were there yep. at, um, at war games. They were in the war games match. So mm-hmm. it's like, there, there's been a bunch of like instances this week where I'm just like, oh yeah, that show I was at. And oh yeah, they were on that card because they've been on so many shows that I've been to. So it's like, I, I lost track, you know? Yeah. You know, this, the last couple of days I got to really reminisce and just start thinking about like, you know, the Briscoes and some of their matches. And, you know, initially when I first met them back in 03 and I took that picture with them and then just fast forward to last year, 2022, when I got the chance to really chop it up with them and, and I showed them the picture, like they couldn't, yeah, fu- they, they, they couldn't fucking believe it. Like, you know, Jay Briscoe was like, Oh shit, man, you've been following us since way back then. Like, he just uh he popped huge for it and we just started talking about you know the early ring of honor days and rexplex and i just was telling him like how awesome it is that they've been doing work with gcw and stuff and listen they've been all over the place you know pro wrestling noah new japan like they've had titles all over the place you know even this year alone uh this past year in 2022 you know you can make the argument that they had one of their best years and this is already coming off of close to two decades of fucking just killing it. You know what I'm saying? And in 2022, yeah. that, that's all crazy about it, too. Like, the Briscoe has done so much shit in wrestling. They, they're they veterans, and they have over 20 years of just, like, incredible matches and just, like, work, but they're only in their fucking 30s, bro. Yeah, yeah. You like, know how they crazy that sounds? Easily, like, even if this, obviously, like, you know, just say this never happened – they could have retired right now, and they already have, yeah, again, like 20 years of... They have Hall of Fame careers. Shit, yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable. And always staying true and loyal to Ring of Honor. And, uh, man, like you said before, there will never be another team like them. They are just one of a kind, so unique. Their promos were unbelievable. Uh, just such believable badasses. And, um, yeah, and then, like you said, you see him outside of the ring, you know, dancing with his with his daughter, doing cheerleading, practicing, and, and all these other things. And it's just like, this guy obviously was a real man. Like, he was a changed man, too, from, like, all the stuff that happened back, you know, years ago where, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery still won't let him on I, their I do wanna, television. Right. I yeah, do we'll wanna, touch on that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, this dude is obviously a changed man. Like, you've seen nothing but positive things about this guy about his family life and everything so like how could this guy be such a bad guy for for those things that he put out i mean we i'm sure we if you dig up some dirt on us from years ago you'll find some like shit you don't want to find so like it's just uh it's a real shame uh that he never really got to be spotlighted on national television the way they should have been um but nonetheless their careers are obviously hall of fame worthy so um i so the the tweet thing, you know, I know uh, that that's been also part of unfortunately uh a discussion this week, you know, due to what we didn't get on AEW Dynamite, but um I told this to a couple people this week that we really have to try to get rid of this stigma where a tweet defines you as a person and a legacy forever because 
we can't be the judge and the executioner of someone and not allow them to admit that they did something wrong or that they can't change. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, mm-hmm. there's limits to that. Like, if you murdered someone, like, purposely, and then you're like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it, that's a little bit different, right? But, like, yeah. something like a tweet shouldn't define you. And we live in this culture now, even when comedians, you know, like, comedians, like, they were telling jokes 10 years ago, let's say, that wouldn't fly now, right? Um, and it's a fucking joke, right? But, like, I feel like society now the world has gotten so fucking overly sensitive with everything and i'm not saying i'm not condoning the tweet that he did back then but what i'm trying to say is we need to allow people to change and we shouldn't let a fucking tweet right define a person's legacy and define them as a person you know and based on what everyone's saying including people at the from the lgbq community as well have said that jay briscoe He's not a bad guy that he might have been ignorant and maybe misinformed or miseducated at the time when he put out those tweets. But that doesn't mean he's an an evil person or a bad guy. Like, who are we to be the judge and the executioner for that? And I think if people at Warner, uh, Warner Discovery, can't get past that, yeah, they'll put a fucking show that's you know that the the figurehead of that show is a guy beating on his wife. That's okay, but we're not gonna we're not gonna do we're, we can't do a tribute show for a guy that put on put out a tweet, a, you know, close to ten years ago, maybe even longer than that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about something that whatever it, he openly admitted it was a mistake, and he was he's been very apologetic apologetic for it and i think that's also the reason why they didn't get picked up by the wwe if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong there but i think that there's that's that could be part of the reason as well but um nonetheless uh jay briscoe in my eyes he was a he was a great man and and this is a um coming from just a fan fan's perspective but if you don't believe me if you think i'm being a mark just because you know I was a fan of the Briscoes. Then, you know, just read the tweets and the stories from his peers from every single background possible. From black, Hispanic, Japanese, from the LGBTQ community. It didn't matter what their background was. Everyone had the same pretty much opinion and love for Jay Briscoe. From all these different promotions as well, and that and that's another thing too. I, I, I really, if there's any any little bit of silver lining here, is when something like this happens, you really see like the wrestling community really like get together. And you know, I know mm-hmm. some people will say like, well, you know, why should we like why can't we embrace our loved ones when they're still here, and why do we have to do it when if someone passes away? And I understand that, right? But at the same time. This was such like an unfortunate situation that no one was expecting that it really caught every single person off guard. And especially in that bubble, too, because like we're looking at us from fans. Right. We don't know how the performers feel because we're not part of that world. I know a lot of fans try to think they're part of that world, but we're not. All right. We're just outsiders in. 
no pun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I can only imagine like the people that are in the AEW locker room because that's like heavily like old school like Ring of Honor people in there, mm-hmm. and then the people that are in Impact and the people that are in WWE they came from Ring of Honor. Obviously, New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah did a tribute for Jay Briscoe at um, Wrestle Kingdom Backlash because I refused to call it Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. So, you know, Jay Briscoe really affected, you know, uh, the wrestling world this week. And there's not going to be anyone else like Jay Briscoe, man. And um, I think uh, from you, from you see from everyone, right, just telling these stories and these tweets and this, like, man, like a lot of people love them and, and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, people do things when they're young and immature. Mm-hmm. You know, they end up regretting in the end. But as you get older, you mature and you change. Now, I'm sure this happened way before Jay Briscoe was even married, way before he even had kids. Um, And then his whole world changed and he became a better man. He apologized on numerous occasions for these tweets. And uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, the outpouring of love that we've seen on social media from everybody, from every walk of life. Um, I mean, specifically, Effie from GCW put out a tweet that said pretty much that, like, once he was in the same locker room with Jay Briscoe, everybody was telling him that, oh, Jay wouldn't show him love. And he did in the best way possible. And he has nothing but nice things to say about the guy. So, yeah, I mean, I just hate defining the person by something that they do at a young age, because, like I said before, if you want to dig up some dirt on me and you, you could probably find some stuff that we have posted when we were younger, right? Does that define who we are now in the year of 2023? Like people no. change, yep. you know? Um, so I just feel like it was such a real a real shame that, um, you know, Warner Bros. couldn't get past that and they couldn't, he couldn't, wasn't allowed to be on AEW television. Um, it's just really, really sad, you know? Um but obviously it is what it is now. And like you said, I just love how the wrestling community too has come together on this. Um, and it's really shown the impact that he has had on the wrestling industry. I mean, people from every company, like you said, from Impact, where he was obviously the tag team champions over there, uh, to GCW, to WWE. We saw, you know, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Um, you see the uh, a war machine, Hanson Row. Yeah, I mean, literally, like you could the the list goes on and on because all these guys were once in Ring of Honor, and obviously, you know, Jay Briscoe has been there from the start, so everybody knows him. Um, so, and even like the commentary on NXT that night that he passed, it was very cool of them to acknowledge his passing on commentary. Um, we saw a tweet from Triple H and Shawn Michaels, which, ne- listen, this never happens, okay? Never. This, is involved, this never happens. Jay Briscoe has never stepped foot anywhere near WWE or NXT. Um, so, like, it was pretty shocking, but it was also just amazing to see. Even Michael Cole on Friday night, ha- kudos to him. And like you just mentioned, the New Japan Noah um, memorial tribute thing that they did before the show, that was just beautiful, um, where they came out with pictures of him and and the ten bell salutes, and um, they played his theme song at the end. Yeah, I just thought the whole thing was just so, just so awesome and so amazing. Um, 
And yeah, we're going to feel the effects of this loss for a long while. Um, so this is only this, the start of the tributes. But um, yeah, I mean, the outpouring of love that that was shown to him this week just shows the type of man he was. Yeah, Tony Khan. Oh, that's another thing, too. I, I know we wanted a tribute on Wednesday or something more, like maybe like the whole roster to come out and give uh, – the the live audience and broadcast uh, like a ten bell salute like I'm sure we all wanted that but whatever due to things out of Tony and AEW's control they couldn't do that I think sometimes people are so quick to like just judge on every fucking thing Tony does and anything that AEW does this is not a Tony Khan and AEW thing this is a Warner Discovery thing you know yeah. they deserve the criticism they deserve the backlash like I truly believe in my heart that Tony's going to do right by Jay Briscoe and his family. Like, I really believe that. I know a lot of people, for whatever reason, Tony rubs people the wrong way and they just think that he's a carny and he's selfish. But, like, in my heart, I really believe that he's going to do right by the Briscoe family. Of course he is. I mean, how can anybody think he's selfish in, in that way? I mean, look what he did for Brody. They Lee, can't, for yeah, because they can't separate what we watch on wrestling and his decisions to real life they can't they can't like they look at him as a money mark they can't separate that but like i really believe tony khan is a good guy of course i mean yeah i saw so many stupid tweets about people like bashing him throughout the whole right, entire night right. of how they haven't even they didn't even do a video package they didn't do anything i'm how disrespectful it's like jesus christ this guy literally uh taped a show after rampage so luckily they were on the west coast because it's earlier on the West Coast, so you know it's it's still a long night for that crowd. But I mean, it's you're not sitting there until two in the morning watching wrestling. Um, so you know everything starts earlier over there. So they literally taped Dark, Dynamite, Rampage, and a Jay Briscoe tribute show for ROH Honor Club. And Tony said he flew people in last second to be there for this. So to say the guy doesn't care, I mean, God, where do you come off saying that? Like, 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 it just, it makes no sense. And Supercard of Honor, I think Dave Meltzer said that they're going to make that a tribute show too. Yep. I mean, of course they are. Why wouldn't they? I mean, like I just said before, that's probably the, the first show that Mark is going to be back for too, whether he wrestles or not. Um, yeah, I mean, this is only the beginning. So to say he doesn't care, this was something way out of his control. I mean, I knew right away. I knew right away when they only did the graphic and nothing else. I knew right away. I was like, right. did they're not allowing him to do anything because which is of, wrong which is wrong yeah, we're not agreeing to that but it's not yeah. it this isn't a tony Khan and aew thing this is a warner discovery no. issue like yeah. Yeah. we cannot agree with it and listen i i understand people being upset about it right because I, I i was a bit deflated too not on top of just being like in a mood because of jay briscoe's passing but i'm like man i really wish they do something but unfortunately we didn't get that we did get commentary mentioned him multiple times throughout the night we did see little uh tributes from from you know his peers like uh uh jay lethal the young bucks um brian danielson bandito we did see little tributes there and I, I believe on rampage we also did that uh, see that too brian cage also was wearing uh the the jay um armband so we did see tributes like that, but we didn't really get like a video package. Like I know GCW put out a video package for Jay Briscoe, and they did like a ten bell salute. I also believe during the Impact tapings this past weekend, they also did a ten bell salute for Jay Briscoe. So we have seen tributes like that, but they they don't have a, a uh, you know like kind of like a a relationship with a major broadcast television 
conglomerate like AEW does. They don't have a partner like that. So they have more leeway to do things that they want to do. Um, you know, a, this is not a Tony Connor and AEW thing. Um, you mentioned Ring of Honor, uh, Supercard of Honor, on how that's going to be a, a, a tribute show as well. Well, that's what's being reported. That's going to be some sort of tribute. It'll be the first show for, um, you know, um, for Ring of Honor this year, like first live show, if you will. Um, and then me thinking of that, I thought, like, you know what would be really, really cool? Um, going forward, I would really like to see, because obviously, like, the, the tag title situation in Ring of Honor now, it's like, you know, it's pretty much vacant at this point, right? And um, I, who knows what Mark's going to do. You know, part of me thinks, like, he's probably going to be like, you know what, let me keep going for Jay Briscoe, you yeah, know, for my brother. Yeah, and then the other part of me goes like, you know what, maybe he's just, like, so deflated at this point. Maybe he's like, I just need a break from wrestling, you know? Maybe mm -hmm. not an official retirement, but maybe he's like, I just need a break from wrestling because I really need to figure this all out. So what I thought was, you know what would be really, really cool Beyond a tribute show, right? Maybe they could do like a Jay Briscoe Tag Team Cup, right? Mm -hmm. Where they could they could do this every year, kind of like their own version of like the 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 Crocker Cup, right? But they call it like the Jay Briscoe Tag Team Cup, and then for this one, the winner winners not only do they become like the the first annual Cup winners, but they also become the new Tag Team Champions, and then the next year it's like the winners of the Cup challenge for the tag titles. I think that would be really really cool to. To do for Jay Briscoe. Yeah, I love that idea. I think that's, I mean, you know, with the tag titles vacant now, you, you're most likely going to do a tournament for those titles. And yeah, I think that would be an amazing way to, to, to you know, put out a tribute for him and something that will, will last forever. You know, I mean, the Crockett Cup is something that's so iconic and that came back recently and, uh, you know, with the NWA and stuff They like won that. it. The Briscoes won it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I would, I love that idea. I think that's absolutely um, fantastic idea. And I, I'm sure Tony Khan's thinking of all these different things too. So it's not like it's something that's totally um, out of the question either. I could totally see that happening. So yeah, um, for sure. I think you, you, whether it's a tournament or even just a, you know, even if they just renamed Supercard of Honor this year, like Supercard of Honor, like Briscoe Memorial or something like that. I don't know, like just something um, in his, in his name. Yep. I think would be very very special really man definitely um i don't know where else to go from here man um know, you know i do it's i like do i want to talk about anything else like yeah. you just don't feel right but. yeah but um i'm gonna try to transition here uh, uh just a little bit but just some just some quick final thoughts on, on jay briscoe uh there is a link out there if you guys want to uh, donate a little something to to his family um, yeah. I did post it in my stories, in the Lucha stories. Um, maybe what I'll do is for uh, this episode, for those that listen to the podcast version, I'll put the link in the bi in our bio. And, um, you know, if you want to donate, you guys can. I remember when the, the link first came out, I was a little bit, like, suspect about it because, like, I didn't see, like, anyone connection with the Briscoes or, or his family were putting it out. So I was like, is this, like, a real link? Because, you know, a lot of people are scumbags like that. Like, yeah. when a yeah. when a tragedy happens, they put out, like, oh, well, go fund me. But in reality, it's, like, fucking scam because they're just trying to scam people for money. Mm -hmm. So there is a link out there. I will um, – I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. Um, I know multiple of wrestlers have tweeted it out and reshared it on their um, Instagrams and whatever social media platforms they have. If uh, I'll find the link and I'll post it in our – in our um, episode bio. So if you guys want to donate, you could 
donate a little something. And, um, you know, not the easiest transition, but listen, I love Jay Briscoe. I love the Briscoe brothers, man. Um, Hall of Famers, you know, I think they're always going to be connected to Ring of Honor. When you think of Ring of Honor, you're always going to think about Jay and Mark Briscoe. I don't think there'll ever be another tag team like that. And to be quite honest, in, in many ways, they rev- revolutionized tag team wrestling without the machine because they never went to WWE. You know, yeah. um, when WWE really didn't have a tag division for, I mean, you could even make the argument they don't have a tag division now, but <laughs> but I'm not trying to crap on them. But like, you know, tag team wrestling was happening outside of WWE and the Briscoes was a big part of that. Um, so, uh, you know, rest in peace to Jay Briscoe. Um, and I'm just hoping for the best possible outcomes for uh, his family and just everyone that's been affected by it, man. Yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, to wrap up on this subject for now, too, it's like, yeah, uh, prayers, continue prayers for his family. Um, they have a long, long road to recovery, especially his, his daughters. And, uh, you know, it's, this is going to take a long, long time to really just get over and, and heal. And I don't know, it's going to be a while before yep. they, they find some peace. So um, just continued prayers for them. And rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. He's definitely going to be missed um, for sure. That's obvious. That's been obvious, um, you know. And we'll see what happens from here on out with Mark. Our thoughts and prayers are with him too. I hope he's mm-hmm. doing okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's horrible, man. Not easy, bro. Not easy at all. Uh, so we we mentioned AEW. So I guess we we could try to stay on this topic the the best way we can. Um, let's talk about that Brian and Bandito match. Man, was that match a... If, listen, if they're going to pay tribute to, to Jay Briscoe, man, this was quite a banger to do it with. Um, Bandito's such a star um, to the fact that, granted, they were in, in Fresno, California, if I'm not mistaken, for Dynamite. And, you know, there's a, there's a very strong Hispanic demographic over there. So I get it why, like, Bandito was getting cheered like the way he was. But at the same time, he's like... He's facing Brian Danielson, who's beloved as well. And listen, people were behind Bandito. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was uh, pretty wild to hear. But, I mean, it's a good thing, though, because I think Bandito needs, uh, you know, that that support from from the audience in order to really just, you know, give him a, more of a push and, and give him more TV matches, give him some more time in there. I mean, to show that people love and appreciate him. Uh, people always love Brian Danielson. You know, I know, like, mm-hmm. even going back to that, uh, feud where Brian had with Hangman and, and Brian was getting booed a lot. It's like, you know, people always are going to have love for him, no matter if they love, they, they cheer him or they boo him, as as weird as that might sound. Because um, he's already a, a made star, obviously. So, like, he's just, if people boo him or they don't cheer for him as opposed to somebody like a Bandito, like, I don't think it's, it's the worst thing in the world. It is kind of weird timing because, like, he is going to get ready to face MJF and he's going to be the big baby face in this feud. Right. But, um... But yeah, I mean, like you said, the demographic over there, I just, I, it really wasn't surprising. And I mean, my goodness, I mean, after what Bandito does in there, I mean, how could you not uh, want to see this guy, you know, pull off an upset like that? So, listen, uh, I love Bandito a lot. I'm a big fan for Bandito. I just really want to see him. Uh, granted, you know, losing to Brian is not a big deal, but like, I, I want to see him like start picking up some wins, man. And, and yeah. I'm sure somebody will probably bring up, oh, well, he had a win on Dark. But, I mean, who watches Dark? Yeah, I think I think like AEW should really start like, even if it's like for 30 seconds, right? Like kind of give us like a quick like recap with some visuals of like some things that happen like in Dark and Dark Evolutions, 
elevation. So we could see, like, oh, okay, this match happened. He picked up a win. Something. Give me something besides, like, the little bottom clicker where it'll say, like, oh, Nyla Rose defeated, like, X, Y, and Z on elevation. Like, give me something so we, at least for the people that don't watch those shows, we know, like, oh, okay, I get it. It makes sense. They're picking up wins on this show. Because nobody, yeah. I know, I know there's be some pecker head be like, well, you guys really should start watching this. So, like, listen, I don't got the time for that shit. I ain't watching that shit. No, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I barely have time to watch the weekly programs that are on, you know, Dynamites, Raws, SmackDowns. I'm not seeking out dark and dark elevation on YouTube as well. And I'm also not trying to watch wrestling every single night during the week. So, exactly. That's um, true. Yeah. That's true. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I feel like. With Dark, um, you know, it is what it is. It's a show to get reps in there. But, yeah, when you see a guy like Bandito who hasn't shown up on Dynamite a lot and you see his record is just like, I don't know, 10-5 and five or something like that, and people are probably scratching their head. They're like, I watch this show every week. How is this guy 10-5? and five? I haven't seen him in months. So it's kind of just like, yeah, okay, well, like, you should kind of – I mean, like, also, too, like, if especially – if he had a match on Dark the night before, his big match with Danielson, mm-hmm. you could show, like, during his entrance or something, right. a little clip of I'd be like, last night, Bandito defeated blah, blah, blah. It's coming off a huge win here as he tries to gain momentum. Like, something like that, you know? But, right. um, yeah, I agree. That's that's always been AEW's problem is they, they don't really explain things, and they just assume that people watch everything. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a problem because people don't. We were also talking about, like, how – some talent in AEW. I know we've seen it also in WWE, but some talent were paying like tributes for um, for Jay Briscoe. This is one hell of a tribute. I think people are missing the point. Like, yes, we saw like the the Doomsday device in this match between the Young Bucks and Top Flight, but like, what a better way to pay tribute to the Briscoes by putting another tag team over. And Briscoes yeah. are notorious for doing that throughout their careers, putting people over. Um, and I mean that in a good way, right? I'm not saying, like, just doing a job for, like, regular Joe Schmo. But, like, the Briscoes used to always love putting talents over. And what better way, you know, with Top Flight being such a young, up-and-coming tag team, it kind of reminds you of the, of the young, young Bucks, right? It kind of reminds you of the young Briscoes from back in the day. So why not the Young Bucks putting over Top Flight, which also makes sense, too, coming from, like, that crazy ladder match. They're not 100%, so it makes perfect sense for this Top Flight tag team to pick up this win. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. Um, This match was awesome. I mean, every time the Young Bucks and Top Flight are in there, you can expect magic. And um, it's obviously – I think it's the second time they've fought each other, but it's not going to be the last time. I think it's – Three times, if I'm not three mistaken. Times? Yeah, because uh, okay. that's I think that was like one of the, the things that uh, I think it was like Darius Martin was saying, like third times a charm. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they finally got put over here um, in a big way, which I thought was awesome. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and the Doomsday Device, and the, like you mentioned, the armbands. Yep. Uh, Nick constantly pointing at the yep. sky. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, you, you knew that this death had to hurt the Young Bucks really hard <sighs> because I mean they've had such a classic rivalry with the Briscoes over the years. Um, and so obviously very close with them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, what better tribute than, like you said, to put them over, to have a great match, to use some of their moves, and to also have the armbands. Um, I thought the whole entire thing was was really well done. I think it was Nick, Nick Jackson, like a couple hours, maybe even like the following morning after Jay's passing. I saw Nick Jackson's story, and he goes like, he, "It was just a picture of Jay Briscoe." And he's like, "Life is so unfair." Like he, he just seemed like so fucking crushed by mm-hmm. Jay Briscoe's passing, and I think that was like every a lot of people in AEW. I think Tony Schiavone even said like, "Everyone backstage is just devastated over 
yeah. Jay Briscoe's passing because a lot of them were old Ring of Honor guys. They work with Jay Briscoe. They like kind of like came up with Jay Briscoe. That's another thing too. People forget like there's like a good like good core and core might be like underselling it a little bit, but there's mm-hmm. like a good like group of talent that like are in all these different promotions now that that all came up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, in, in every single promotion, he has, you know, he's made an impact on everybody. I mean, like you said, you forget some of these names, especially the ones that are in WWE that have been in WWE for how long now, you know? Mm-hmm. And they have experiences and positive things to say about him. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, you forget. I mean, literally, company uh, talent in every single company has had interactions with, with Jay Briscoe before. Yeah, I think uh, Owens, Rollins, and Zayn all said they wouldn't be able to be doing what they're doing now or the stuff that they've done in WWE without being a Ring of Honor and having those matches with Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, bro. Um, okay, so um, like I said, this this episode just feels weird because, like, you know, we, we spent so much time talking about Jay Briscoe. Now we're kind of just trying to talk about other things. But, you know, like the show must go on. So we're going to still try yeah. to, like, fill in some important stuff here. So there was an interesting Hangman, hangman uh, Adam Page promo with Renee. They were kind of talking about uh, his match with John Moxley, and then Renee was kind of, and it was weird too because like Renee wasn't even like having a mic or anything. It just seemed like it seemed yeah, like weird. it was just like a regular conversation between the two, but they were trying to portray it like it was an interview. So yeah. then, uh, Hangman said, you know, um, he mentioned John Moxley, saying like, um, you know, he took something away from me, and I got it back by knocking him out, and I'm kind of just like just getting to the bullet points of pretty much what his promo was. And then he pretty much said um, how he needs to, like, um, tie a couple of knots, some loose ends, and make amends when a co- with a couple of things. So people instantly started thinking about, like, the elite. But he kind of already made amends with the Young Bucks. So, like, is he talking about Kenny Omega? Who else is he talking about? And then right when the interview, and I'm using quotations here, is over, uh, he asked... Like, he asked Renee, like, if the cameras are off, but the cameras are still on. That's what yeah, it was yeah. kind of funny. I was like, well, how how's John really doing? And then, you know, Renee said pretty much, like, oh, he's hanging in there, but, you know, he's come back from worse than this, and he'll be fine or whatever. And then Hangman's like, all right. He was like, hey, um, when you talk to John, can you – never mind. It's stupid anyway. He walked away. So, like, what was going to happen there, you know? Like, so there's yeah. so many – there's a lot of questions that we got from this promo. Yeah, I can't even really give you a prediction. I have no idea. I mean, when he was talking about mending fence, defenses and stuff like that, I, I mean, yeah, like he kind of already did that with the Young Bucks. So is he talking about Kenny Omega? But why would he be telling Renee that? Why Why now? <laughs> we, we haven't really seen any like teases of that. So like it just seems like out of nowhere. And then like what did he want her to tell him? Like I, I have no idea where they're going with this, but I'm definitely intrigued. I think, uh, you know, I don't think it's the last time we see Hangman and Mox in the ring together. Um, I think Mox is going to come back maybe revolution time. Maybe they have another match on pay-per-view, but yeah, I don't know. The story that they're apparently trying to tell with him is, is an interesting one. And I don't even know where it's going to go. Are you ready for a six hour AEW revolution show? Ugh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not ready for it. <laughs> come on. <laughs> six hours. Oh God. Oh, yeah, you're like, these pay-per-views, man. So I, if you if you watch Dynamite, Ryan, 
Remember what we talked about last week about these AEW originals and these AEW outsiders? It looks like we got a little bit more of a teaser from that this past week because it seems like Soraya and Tony Storm completely went heel. And they're like, these AEW originals don't know nothing, okay? And it goes back to my original point that I made last week. I think we're going to get a women's blood and guts this year. Yeah, yeah, no, your prediction seems to be coming true. It seems like that's the direction that they're going, and I'm waiting for Ruby Soho to turn and join them, and then maybe an Athena. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, there you go. You got that that powerhouse group of all former WWE women against. I'm here. I'm so here for this story. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? You know, it's uh, it's it's intriguing stuff. It really is. And and listen, I don't really think people are accepting Soraya into the company as no. a way that that we thought they no. would, or or she maybe thought they would. Um, so it just makes sense for them to just go heal. And uh, oh my God, they'll get a lot of heat. The thing was, Soraya, in my opinion, and keep in mind, I am a fan of Paige. I do like Paige. But I think the handling on on her kind of made the audience really choose, like, do we want to boo her or cheer her? She came out very cocky, already saying, this is my house. <laughs> like, not acknowledging any of Britt Baker's accomplishments in AEW pretty much made her seem like she's a nobody. It's like, once you come in with this attitude and you're a fucking outsider, yes, granted, you've been hurt all this time and we're happy that you're back and we're happy you're next. Okay, we understand that. But, like, when you're coming in with, like, I'm the one with the pool, like, get out of here. Like, a lot of people were comparing it with CM Punk, right? Now, that is true when you're comparing it about CM Punk, like, in his last couple of months before, like, ultimately what happened at Brawl Out. But, like, when CM Punk first came in, he didn't come in with that attitude. He was very humble. He wanted to help out the young guys. He was appreciative. He didn't acknowledge WWE. He said that his wrestling career ended when he left the Ring of Honor. Now it re and now it comes back when he showed up in AEW. So like it's kind of like he acknowledged that AEW is wrestling and pretty much what he's done like the last whatever amount of years when he was in WWE that was sports entertainment. So it it was like a different vibe. Saray mm -hmm. didn't come come to AEW with that attitude. She was like, "This is my house and I'm ba 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 and this and I've been here and I've been there yeah yeah yeah." So it's like, of course the fans are gonna be like. You don't get out of here, like you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And I don't even think she's. I mean, I don't. Know, it's just my opinion, and I get it. Listen, she's been out of the ring for seven years, so it is what it is. So I guess I'll give her more time. I don't think she's looked good in the ring at all. This is the second, uh, you know, the tag <laughs> match that she had. I just don't think she looks good at all. I don't know if she's just playing it too safe or whatnot. But I mean, listen, and I get that. But sometimes like at, at a certain point, the wheels are like the, the training wheels are gonna have to come off and you're gonna have to <clears throat> actually like wrestle and like bump and not be afraid to do that. I mean, look at Brian Danielson now. I mean, look at him. He's flying all over the ring with freaking Bandito and, and all these other guys. I mean, eventually you're gonna have to if, if you, you want you wanted to come back to wrestling, right. you got cleared. So wrestle like you did before you got injured. I mean, I, you know, I know it's easier said than done. I understand. She doesn't want to maybe force it right away, but uh, I don't really think she's looked good at all. That's besides the point. Uh, yeah, her her promos and uh, her actions were obviously going to get the crowd to turn oh, yeah. on her. So, yeah, I think this is perfect. Um, wasn't shocked that her and, and Tony turned heel. Um, I'm still a little like confused at the hikaru shida stuff because like well she's gonna she's eventually gonna join team brit at some point 
Yeah. She's an yeah. original. She's not going to turn heel yet, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just surprised it hasn't even happened yet. Uh, you know, she's still kind of with them. And she says, oh, like she threw in the kendo stick by mistake because she wanted, you know, uh, she wanted Tony to use it or something like that. I don't know. I was just very confused by the whole like backstage stuff. And then when she came, comes out and I'm just like, wait, like what? Like, didn't she turn on them already? But uh, yeah, she's obviously going to go uh, with Team Britt Baker. And I guess Britt Baker is going to be a face. Well, Jamie Hader is obviously over enough to be a face, so it well, makes sense right there. Well, a couple things, right? Um, let's start with like the Tony Storm and the Soraya part of it. This is what I will say about Soraya in ring. I did see an improvement compared to her full gear match, like that that tag match that we had uh, at the LA show. I felt like Soraya was laying her shit in a little bit more compared to her full gear match. Uh, I'm not saying she's there yet. But this is gonna take time. Like I, I also want to give her like the benefit of the doubt. Like I don't, I don't think she yeah, looked too. like compared to her full gear match. I did see some improvement. Now, granted, she's not like wrestling at par like how she used to be or like some of these other talents. But I, I think she's gonna get there. So I, you know, I kind of want to be patient with that. With the Tony Storm stuff, listen, I don't blame her for turning. You know why? Because when she was champion. Nobody appreciated her, okay? She was putting out bangers out there, and her fucking response was dry. None of these fans gave a shit about Tony. So I don't blame her for turning. Yeah. Y'all deserve her. Y'all deserve for her to turn, okay? Y'all did this, okay? Yeah. She was, y'all wasn't acknowledging her. You wasn't appreciative of her. So guess what? She said, fuck you guys. That's it. I want nothing to do with y'all. I know more than you guys. I came from WWE and stardom and this and that. I know more than you guys. All right? You guys don't want to appreciate me. You guys don't want to give me a response. Well, fuck you because I'm going to still take my money from your OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, well I don't, so, like, yeah. I don't blame Tony. Now, the Soraya, on the other hand, listen, I'm going to be quite honest. The second she came into AEW, she's been acting like this. Bitch. All right. I'm just going to say it. Okay. <laughs> she's been acting like that since day one that she's arrived in AEW. Now, granted, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like if this is going to create the whole AEW originals versus the AEW outsider story, I'm here for it. Now, Athena's, she's a heel. She's a Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Maybe she joins into the group. Who knows? Um, Ruby at some point could turn. They, they, there's a lot they could do here. There's a, there's really a lot they could do here, and especially we don't necessarily know who's gonna be part of like Team Brit because we have Brit, we have Jamie Hader, but who else is gonna join? Like I don't see Rebel being I see Rebel being part of the group, but I don't see her being involved in the War Games match. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean Willow maybe, um, Sheeta maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe a, thir- a returning Thunder Rosa. <laughs> or does she join Rick Baker or, and Jamie Hader? Or she joins or she joins the, the outsiders, which see with Thunder Rosa, she could do either or. Like we don't know where her her like where does she stand, right? Because part mm-hmm. of imagine they bring in Mercedes Monet, right? Mm-hmm. To this, to be part of this story. Like, where does Thunder Rosa stand? Cause like technically she's not either or. I would think she would stand with the AEW Originals because it just makes sense. If you're going with the AEW Outsiders, mm-hmm. I would just keep it 
with those women that we just mentioned, mm -hmm. the ones that have all been in WWE. Right. Um, you know, Thunder Rosa's never been in WWE. I know she's not an AEW original, but I just feel like she fits more on that side. I think we could get like a, I, I think we could get like a nice little swerve where like I could like play it out like in my head where you know, maybe like the the AEW original are getting outnumbered and out comes Thunder or like maybe Thunder Rose is like already in there somehow, whatever. And she has like a candlestick, stick and she's ready like to wail on like Britt Baker and company because you already know the history, right? We know the yeah. history and we know there's like real tension there. And then all of a sudden, boom, she just turns around and just start wailing on the AEW uh, outsiders and she joins the AEW originals. It's like... Like the un like the unholy alliance between Brit and Tony Storm, just to, for the better good. Like I think they could really tell a dope story. Yeah, no, you're right on that. I think that'd be awesome. I think that's definitely the way to do it. Uh, if and when, you know, who knows when she's even going to return? I haven't heard anything about right. uh, her condition or anything like that. But yeah, it definitely seems like we're heading towards something, whether it's blood and guts or or something else. But uh, listen, I just love how they're making a big deal um, out of this and and it's a good story for the women's division. You know, I mean, the, the women's division has just, they had the talent there, but they have not been booked correctly in my opinion. Um, so I guess maybe this could be a way for fans to get behind the division and get into and invested in a storyline. So uh, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm curious to see what happens this week. I think there's a, another women's match between Tony Britt and Ruby. I think it's a triple threat. So we'll see if Ruby turns there and joins Tony Storm. Uh, maybe we'll see more of the Britt Baker face turn. Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 definitely going to be interesting. I'm here for it. Remember, in a couple of months from now, if this indeed does happen, we get this women's blood and gut blood and guts war games match. You heard it in the earliest yeah. episodes yeah. of Lucha Outsiders show this fucking year. Okay, we fucking called it. Um, in AW Jace. Um, news because this has to do with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> How do you feel about Cody Rhodes officially getting announced for the Rumble? Uh, I know there's some mixed feelings about it. Everyone expected it, right? And um, I I, I kind of don't have an opinion about it because it's like WWE, right? They don't like surprises in general. Like they just have to announce everything, right? So yeah. you know, Cody Rhodes was on the Royal Rumble poster. They've been doing this vignette, so like we all knew where this was gonna lead to, right? Like he's gonna return at the Rumble. But some people were like, oh, why did you guys announce that you should have left that surprise? Like, I'm, I'm sure regardless, he's going to get a pop. Like, the pop is going to be ecstatic. I would have, would, me personally, I would have loved it to be a surprise and not be announced. But I also understand it's WWE and they don't like fucking surprises at all. So I really don't have an opinion about it. Yeah, I don't even, you know, I don't even know if it's necessarily that they don't like surprises. But I just, I think people have to look at it for, um, you know, a business standpoint. If like maybe ticket sales haven't been what they thought they were, maybe they feel like, you know, well, we already had that surprise of Cody Rhodes coming in at WrestleMania last year. OK, when everybody knew it was going to be him and we surprised you, we gave that to him to you. But we could have announced it beforehand and put him on posters outside of AT&T Stadium. We could have made money off of merch and stuff beforehand leading up to WrestleMania. Could have hyped it up a little bit more, could have got more eyeballs on it and things like that. Maybe that's what they're trying to do here with the Royal Rumble, where it's like, all right, we already gave you your surprise last year with him. People know he's going to show up. I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point. The vignettes, I knew as soon as they started airing those, that eventually the last one was going to lead to them announcing him in the Rumble. I just you knew that was going to happen. So, And apparently they have other surprises lined up. So if they have other surprises lined up, and I'm not even, you know, I know a lot of people want to talk about The Rock, but just say they have a surprise like a John Cena. 
uh, where the rumors is going to be he's going to be in uh, WrestleMania this year. Maybe a Randy Orton, maybe a Big E, okay? If you give those three surprises right there, I think that makes up for not, you know, giving you the surprise with Cody Rhodes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, to help ticket sales, to help promote the Royal Rumble, to put him on posters, which he he already was on the poster, like you said. Right. Uh, Maybe for, you know, new merchandise that they could sell um, at the stores there and stuff. They can make money off of announcing Cody Rhodes beforehand. So I have no issues with it whatsoever. It was to be expected. And now the big question is, does he win? I think he's absolutely got to be the front runner yeah uh, i agree but 1, I, you just never know because you know if they have the rock coming in then he's got to win so you you just i don't even know what to expect so i have no issues with them announcing it beforehand all right so let's talk about the rock because uh so we originally for this rawest 30 which i love the visuals they've been doing for the rawest 30 like you know promoting it like how they give you like the old school like kind of yeah. like like theme and just like uh, visually, like how it was like the old Roy logo. Like I love the graphics. Like it looks so fucking dope. And I hope it kind of they kind of stick to that. Like even after Raw is thirty, like kind of use that to like just promote like the whole year. This is the thirtieth anniversary of Raw, so I really hope they use that. I mean, this is just me wishing that that happens. I don't see WWE doing that. I see them going back to the, their generic like fucking. Yeah. Listen, they they. I would love for them to go all in. Raw 30, you have, like, the retro stage again with mm-hmm. the barricades. Like, remember what they did for the old school Raw years yeah. ago? Yeah. Like, that was so cool. Like, bring that back. Do that. Make the show feel special instead of advertising the 30th anniversary of Raw. But it's the same stage that we see every Monday right. night. It's the same, you know, uh, ring apron of the regular Raw logo. The same like, terrible like, music. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. They're- so you're going to have – it's nothing's going to be different. So then why are you advertising Raw 30 and making a big deal about it? Go all in. I want to see a retro – the retro theme too. I want to oh, see like yeah. – like, I don't know. The people uh, – fans have made cool edits on Me- Twitter that I've seen. You've seen that, right? Incorporating like the today's oh, superstars into there. It looks why so dope. Why WWE do, do that? With they, WWE's amazing production team, they can't come up with something cool like that? They, Go uh, on. My favorite theme was the Across the Nation theme. And that was like in the in the early, mid-2000s, all right? Yeah. And even after that, they they had like a Papa Roach record that was really good, too. They, they had another – they had also had like a Nickelback record that was good as a Monday yep. Night Raw theme. But then yeah. they just – then after that, they just started bringing like these Ugh. songs that were just not good – Dude, the that, one that they have right now, oh, it's, it's like, it's yeah, greatness. It's, yeah, it feels like greatness. Ugh, like, dude, no, like, terrible. I'm just not getting it's hyped so, to watch wrestling after listening well, Yo, that Across the Nation record with, like, today's, like, like wrestlers and shit? Whoo! Man, that should get, yo, it gets me hyped just thinking about it. Because, yeah, like, the, yeah, the, I, know. I don't know if it, you saw, they even, like, reposted it on, like, their social media. I guess someone made the edit, and then they reposted mm-hmm. it, and, and they were like, is this, like, the greatest, like, Raw theme? And it's uh, up, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, just watching that, I was like, man, why can't they just do that? Like, kind of like know, what just... you said, like, go all in with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to do any of this. <laughs> we're, that we're, uh, you know, we're giving them ideas, but I don't Damn. think they're going to do any of this. So, um, it's unfortunate, but. I guess we'll see. Maybe they'll prove us wrong. Who knows? All right. So back to uh, my original point on what we were even talking about, Raw 30. So they originally were doing – they were promoting this uh, acknowledgement ceremony type gimmick, right, with the bloodline. And they were going to bring in, uh, you know, some of the the family of of Anawi. How do you pronounce uh, the Anawi family? um, 
attempt. The, the no, I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna attempt to. Uh, I, to try I think to it's something like that. Anoe, Anawi. I'm sure somebody's correcting me or someone's listening to like the, the audio version, just screaming at me like, "You say it like this or whatever." I'm like, "Listen, I'm not Samoan. I don't know how to pronounce that, but you know what yeah, I mean." You may the, look Samoan, but you're not Samoan. Yeah, I might look Samoan, <laughs> but I'm not Samoan. Uh, so okay, so they're they were promoting this uh, acknowledgement ceremony. And a lot of people were like fantasy booking already. Okay, The Rock's going to return. He's going to challenge Roman Reigns or just announce something, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we'll get a video package, whatever. Everybody expected this. So after Friday Night SmackDown, on like how SmackDown ended, where like the bloodline is all just looking at Sami Zayn crazy, this whole segment has been scrapped, according to PW Insider. And then I think the Wrestling Observer also like added some notes that The Rock apparently was like, listen, I can't do Mania this year. He's He can't get into ring shape. Bah, bah, bah. He's too busy. So now we're getting like the trial of Sami Zayn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of based on what we've been seeing, like I'll say within the last like, since, I'll, I'll even say it since the beginning of this year, we've been seeing like kind of, Everybody's really fucking with Sami Zayn now besides Roman Reigns. Like, we've been seeing tension there building and building. I think the Rock plans are completely scrapped at this point. Mm. Um, you don't think there's a swerve where he's just trying to throw people off by saying he's not in ring shape or anything like that? Because there has been teases of the Rock. They, they WWE literally just posted the other day. Like, look back on some of the most famous Royal Rumble moments, and it was, like, the picture of The Rock with the WWE Championship, I guess, after he beat there, CM there, Punk. There also was some Rock stuff, too, if you notice. Like, well, actually, there was some interest. You know what? Let me hold off on that. Because if you saw the the promo package for Raw 30 on SmackDown, like, this is, like, a, a mm-hmm. five-minute package. Yo, they threw everyone and their mother in there, okay? You see The yeah. Rock. You saw Sasha Banks. You saw Chris Jericho. You saw Daniel Bryan. Like, they were, like that's how you know it's like a new re- regime now, like in WWE, at least when it comes to like a creative aspect, right, with Triple H. We are acknowledging everyone, okay? we're You know, we know you guys hate Vince McMahon, but guess what? We're going to throw him in the package as well. Like, we're going to yeah. acknowledge everybody. But, um, I mean, who knows, right? Who's to say? We could all be getting swerving. The Rock is going to be at Mania. But, like, I'm going to be quite honest with you guys, okay? Because I am an honest guy. This whole Rock thing has been in question for me since, like, the topic of discussion of The Rock potentially fighting Roman Reigns. Because, like, me as a viewer, me as a fan, I don't want to see The Rock win the Rumble. I don't want to see The Rock and Roman Reigns for the title anyway. That match is big enough alone. It doesn't need the title. It really doesn't. And now you have rumors of the titles getting split again. How are they going to fucking do that? I don't know, man. I mean, who knows? I could be getting swerved here, but I'm leaning towards we're not going to get The Rock and Roman. Who knows? Maybe we'll get it next year. Maybe we'll get it next year in Philly where the whole thing fucking started to begin with. Because if you remember... Royal Rumble 2015, when The Rock came out to raise Roman's hand and everybody was booing him, maybe that's where we get the climax of this whole thing. Who's to say we don't get that next year in Philly? But I'm leaning towards we're not getting this match this year. Yeah, and listen, I don't really mind. I really don't care that much. I feel like this would be much better next year, like you said, after Roman drops the titles. Because after Roman drops these titles, it's like, what's he going to do? How is he going to stay relevant? You he's going to go like, to New Japan. Where's he going to go? He's going to go to New Japan, and he's going to take <laughs> over over there, and we're going to get Jay White in WWE because he already accomplished everything he needs to do in WWE. Hey, why don't I go fucking, you know, like 
take the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. What is it that he he smashes people, right? Pause. He smashed everyone that needed to be smashed in the WWE. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to New Japan and smash everybody that needs to get smashed over there. Yoshihashi versus Roman Reigns. You know what? You know, how dare you? Congratulations. Why? He's going to smash him. I thought that's what you wanted. First of all, I don't want to see Roman Reigns and Yoshihashi on the marquee at all. All right. I know Brian's in the chat. I know Brian's a big Yoshihashi fan. All right. Which I know he's just doing it to be a fucking troll. But like, no, I don't want to see Yoshihashi sniff anything in the fucking main event division in New Japan. But all jokes aside, yeah, like once that's over with, right, you would think like once Roman Reigns drops these titles, he's going to become more like a a part timer. I would assume. That's what I would assume. Because it's like, right. what else does he need to fucking do, right? He's not going to go after a tag team title or the United States title or the Intercontinental way, title. Yeah, he's, listen, that. he's beyond that. He's God mode, all right? Yeah. He's a re- self-proclaimed wrestling god of professional wrestling, okay? He's the tribal chief, the head of the table. He ain't going to fucking downgrade to that. He's not going to do that. Mm. So, yeah. What, They'll give us Rock and Roman, and then, you know, that's a way to keep Roman involved in a story yep. or something like that, you know? And... And listen, I want Cody and Roman. I want Cody more than Rock anyway. So I'm okay with me the too. Rock not being on. Yep, so. me too. I want that too. I want I want Cody and Roman more. Um, yeah, but I want you, Cody, Cody to win the titles in WrestleMania this year. I don't want. I don't need the Rock to to do that. But also, it's like how we get there too, because like obviously they're telling the Sammy and Roman story too, and you would think that Sammy's on his way out of the bloodline. That and it pains me to say that too, because I it's know. like it, it. This is so good. You know, yesterday. Uh, right before I went to bed, I was kind of watching some Bloodline stuff on YouTube, and I was just seeing how many times like Sami Zayn like made them crack, like in a segment or in a promo, or whatever, like where they just can't help but laugh. And I'm like, oh man, like if this is really the end, like we're not gonna get this anymore. Like it, it kind of yeah. does suck, but I don't know. I, I kind of had mixed feelings about it, right? But like the Elimination Chamber is taking place in uh, in Canada, right? Yeah. You would think that we're gonna get Roman and Sammy there, right? Potentially, yeah. Potentially. I mean, something something as big's got to happen at that show. Um, it's in Montreal, Sammy's hometown. So, yeah. So, I mean, you would think, right? Uh, makes the most sense. Uh, but I just feel like it's gonna end up being Sammy and and Kevin Owens against the Usos. I think we could all agree oh, yeah. on that. Right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And, and that's another so, thing too about the Kevin uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn, like, like what we've been seeing on TV. Yeah, I understand they had a match, like, what was it, like, last week or two weeks ago? I forget. But, like, yeah. their story reminds me a lot of, um, and I'm not sure if you remember this, Ryan, but in 2006, right before DX got back together, there were so many teases and where Triple H was, like, still working with the McMahons, but he wasn't really fucking with them like that. And then, like, the McMahons were, like, full-fledged, like, we're going to try to make Shawn Michaels' life a living hell, right? I see a lot of that story before ultimately we got the reunion of DX between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn where, you know, Sami Zayn's part of the bloodline. Kevin Owens ain't, you know, telling him, wake up, wake up, wake up. And we get, like, a lot of, like, these points where they're both looking at each other where it's like there really isn't hate there. Yeah, they're on opposite sides, but there's no hate there. And ultimately when they get back together, it's going to be, like, such a crazy moment. Yeah, to watch. yeah. I mean, it could happen in Montreal too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that would make sense as well. So, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this, but it's definitely interesting. Week after week, uh, they add a new layer to it. 
especially this Friday on SmackDown with Roman and Sammy again. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, you know, as I'm sure as it gets closer, we'll be able to to kind of predict more and more, and we'll see what happens at the Rumble um, this upcoming weekend, which is going to be interesting too. Roman and Kevin Owens, and we'll see where Sami Zayn lies in there. You know, we'll see if he helps Roman or uh, if we continue to get teases of him and Kevin Owens getting back together. So, uh, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. But yeah, Sam, I think we could all agree. That Sammy's on his way out of Bloodline, Aww. and Roman is most likely going to drop these belts this year at WrestleMania. I, I think those are the two things that obviously uh, we can bank on happening within the next few months. It's gonna be so like funny and cool to see, like let's say a year or two from now, where Sammy, for whatever reason, has to be put like in the same ring or like in the same segment with like the Usos or like someone from like the Bloodline, and you're just gonna hear the chants from the crowd, like "Ooh, see, ooh, see, ooh, see." Like once all this is like put behind us, like Mm -hmm. you know, the audience ain't gonna forget, you know, especially something like that. So like every time you see them like interact with each other, it's just gonna be funny to see. And now now grant, it's not gonna happen like after like the story once the story's done, it's not gonna happen right away. But like let's say a year or two from now, when we start visually seeing them like whether it's like a segment or like let's say they're in a match together or whatever, or for whatever reason they're they're forced to join forces for like the better good of something, you know you're gonna get like those Usi chants. Yeah, I mean they're always gonna be linked together now. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn and the Usos just because of this. And even Roman too. Yeah. So Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. down the line. It's going to come back for sure. Yeah, that's going to be fucking dope to see. Uh, the Women's Rumble. I have no idea who's going to win this, bro. No idea. I don't know what direction they're going to go, especially with, with Charlotte being the women's champion on SmackDown. You see Bianca and Alexa are going to have the match at the Rumble, and who knows what's going to happen there. I don't see Bianca dropping the title, but who fucking knows? No. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really have no idea who could win this. I, I, you know, me thinking outside the box here, maybe Rhea Ripley, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. I really have no idea what they're going to do, where they're going to go, what the title matches are going to be. Um, I think on the show a couple of weeks ago, I I threw out the two matches that I would book and the two people that I would have um, up there to to win the women's rumble, and that's uh, Rhea Ripley and Bailey. I think I would do Bailey and Charlotte, and I would do Rhea and Bianca. That's I think good. those are the two matches I would do. Yeah, um, that's good. I like that. Of course, you know, it's like, yeah, where does Becky Lynch fall on that? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, again, it's unless they do a triple threat of some sorts, you're going to have somebody like a Becky Lynch, you know, left off a big-time match at, at Mania. I, I don't really know what they do. Um, but I just feel like we've already seen Becky and Bianca. We've already seen Becky and Charlotte. So it's like I don't we haven't seen Bailey and Charlotte in a long, long time. And I think the story that Rhea and um and Bianca can tell is that, you know, those two came up together from NXT. They were actually the last two in the Royal Rumble, Rumble yep, the, 2021. The, that was the, the COVID Rumble. Yeah. When Bianca won, it was the final two. And they they just always been linked together. They're kind of like the same. They come from the same. They're cut from the same cloth, you know, like they're like. They're up and comers, and uh, they're the future of the company. I just think it makes sense. Um, it does and I don't make really, sense. You're right. I think it would. She's the perfect person to dethrone Bianca after this year uh, run that she's had with this belt. So that's what I would do. Um, but I, I mean, who knows? I don't know. I really no, I don't agree. Know I agree. I like that. I like that idea. All I know is if that, if hypothetically speaking, let's say we do go get those matches at Mania, Bailey and Charlotte, and then Rhea and Bianca. 
for next year's WrestleMania, I need to see Bianca and Charlotte. That match needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, well, that's Bianca. And it needs the main that, event. And it needs yeah. the main event. Yeah, Bianca was saying that that's the last woman that she really needs to face off against. Uh, I think we saw it, like, for a brief period in NXT, right? When Charlotte was the NXT yeah, champion. Yeah, it was a quick cup but, of uh, coffee, but, like, it's now it's, like, yeah. a completely different level because... Oh, yeah, they're both, I mean, especially Bianca, she's on a totally different level right, now, so, right. um, yeah. All right, to wrap up, Bray Wyatt. This past week on SmackDown, we got the return of the Firefly Funhouse. I'm not sure if people saw this coming. It, it kind of caught me by by surprise a little bit, but I'm I'm here for it, man. Uh, I've been saying this since the creation of the Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. I would like to see a story when it comes to Bray Wyatt many faces of Bray, which you necessarily don't know what kind of Bray Wyatt you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people are sour on The Fiend. Um, I'm not. I get there was a lot of mistakes happening, not because of him, but due to poor booking. But I still think there's life in The Fiend. Now, I'm not saying that I want to see The Fiend every week. And not even saying I want to see the Firefly Funhouse every week either. But I think there's still a lot of stock in those characters and those versions of Bray Wyatt. And if this whole Uncle Howdy stuff is going to be like the kind of like the connection and kind of like that that push, if you will, like he said in that promo uh, package, where all you need is a little push, where we're going to really see the many faces of Bray Wyatt, whether it's The Fiend, whether it's um, Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt, or, you know, the Eater World Bray Wyatt. I think that's great, man. I think it's going to make for really compelling TV. Yeah, I could agree on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know where they're going with Bray Wyatt uh, ever since he came back. It just kind of feels like I'm just left really just confused every single time of like, all right, well, where are they going with this? What is he saying? What's going on? What's happening? Who's this Uncle Howdy dude? Like, Who's this Uncle Howdy dude? Yeah, like, I, I'm just so, I'm just left so, like, confused um, a lot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Like you said, it, it creates some interesting television. It's something different, something new. And why not bring all the different characters that Bray has had together and incorporate them to his different feuds? And it's like, yeah, you don't know which one you're going to get, which I think that's intriguing stuff. So I'm here for it if that's the direction that they're going in. But um, yeah, I just feel like every single week they 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 throw something at you and you're just uh, you're like, hmm, that's weird. That's weird. But I guess, you know, bringing back the, Fire, the Firefly Funhouse this week, I guess they are going with that direction of bringing back the many faces of Bray. Uh, you know, I want to see the Eater of Worlds Bray again. I want to see. That's what I want to <laughs> see too. That's what I want to see. The, the old school yeah. Bray Wyatt. That was my favorite one. Even though, uh, even though his new song has grown on me so much, I get so pumped up. Yeah, listening to his yeah. new theme. I miss the old one. Don't get me wrong. I love the old one, but his new mm. theme, like the. Dun, dun, then the beat drops yo that shit just goes fucking hard bro it gets me pumped Uh, up yeah it's definitely hype for sure well i'll be there live to witness the pitch black mountain dew match so i don't know how we're gonna see yeah i don't know i don't even think uh god i don't even know what to expect with that i don't even think they've even explained what it is if i had to take a wild guess i don't know how they're gonna pull this off okay but if i had to take a wild guess i feel like this match the lights are going to be dim, but in points of the match, the lights are going to go out, and then we see, like, another version of Bray. I don't know how they plan on pulling this off, but that's my prediction, and we'll see if that happens or not. Here's my prediction. This is either going to be really, really good 
Or it's going to be one of these. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Yep. <laughs> really good or really bad. There's no in between. <laughs> so, oh, man. I don't know. I'm curious, but. All right, bro. Um, so, no show next week. Uh, Ryan will actually be enjoying some yeah. nice weather. <laughs> Okay, because you. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan's gonna go on a little. You know, I'm not gonna put your business out there. So if you want to share, you can. If you're not, that's yeah, cool. no, it's okay. Yeah, I'm going to a uh, wedding in Mexico. That's a uh, destination wedding. So I'll be in Cancun from uh, you know Friday to Monday. So I'll be there for the Royal Rumble. I'm not even sure if I'm gonna get to watch it, uh, but you never know. Maybe uh, at some point in the night, I'll tune into the Men's Rumble or something like that. I will not get to watch the whole entire show uh, live, but I'll be up to date for sure. Um, so yeah, but I know you're going to the Rumble, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'll be uh, flying out there Thursday morning. Shoutouts to um, my bestie Oridian from Rest Friends, Lo from Wrestling Wind Down, and Casey over the moonsault, you know, we, we got an Airbnb. So, yeah, you know, we'll be uh, we'll be together that weekend. And, yeah, you know, just kind of like um, exploring San Antonio. And then we're going to enjoy the Rumble, man. So uh, it should be uh, it should be quite a weekend. Yeah. No, you guys are going to have a great time. Uh, hopefully it's a good show. I'm sure it will be. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never been to San Antonio, so that's cool. So. I don't really know what there is to do there, but I'm sure you guys will have a great time. And I'll be living through, uh, you know, the Lucha page, of course, as everybody should just live through that. I'm sure you'll be posting a bunch of uh, good stuff on there. And uh, and yeah, like wrestling wind down, uh, the low down, whatever uh, Lowe's handle is and already in rest friends. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned to all of them because there are good buddies from the show. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. Different vibe to the show. So um, after we do our plugs and stuff, I want to do something different. We're not going to do our usual outro. I'm going to play something a little bit different and then we could mm-hmm. end the show from there. But uh, Leo, anything else you want to add on to? Losradio.com. Um, that's, that's not not the plugs, but ah. just kind of any last words because, you know, you had taken a step out. You know, when we were talking about the whole Jay Briscoe stuff of it. Anything you want to add? No, I, th- I, th- I think with, with Jay and everything, you know, just... And, okay, so the reason why I walked out was somebody I know passed away. Um, but this is what happens. Uh, enjoy the people. Enjoy the times. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy everything that you're doing. Um, and then just hug that special person. That's it. Dale. Uh, Ryan, any any plugs? <clears throat> any thoughts or plugs? Plugs, 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 plugs. Plugs, okay. Uh, yeah, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter for sure. Um, yeah, if you're not following that, definitely give that a... Uh, follow and then uh no guarantee i'll be live tweeting the rumble like i said but uh yeah i've been pretty active on there so give it a follow all right you can follow me at radio arsons 87 make sure you follow us at lucha outsiders everywhere instagram facebook and twitter if you miss anything or everything on today's episode make sure you download subscribe to the podcast version of the show itunes soundcloud you want to be fancy apple podcast tune in la mesca app losradio.com stitcher spotify iheart radio wherever you get your podcast needs for the old man leo yeah <clears throat> for our double ryan radar i'm yours truly mr radar <laughs> till next time keep radar and stay too sweet r.i.p j briscoe reach for the sky boy <laughs>